Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for December the 27th in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is our one of two, the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the supreme law of the land, along with the checks and balances, to chain down bureaucrats and thugs. That's right, we use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, for the United States of America as our guide, ladies and gentlemen. As you know, we reject revolution, unless it's a peaceful Jesus revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Quickly yesterday, I had on Mr. Greg Phillips, uh, intelligence expert, well-known broadcaster, uh, does his own show, PatriotGames.com, works with Catherine over at Truth About. Uh, Greg announced on the air that he has cancer. Now, I've known this for quite some time, but he, he told the world uh, that on the show. Uh, and he mentioned that now it's in his bones. So our prayers are with Greg and family. This is brutal. He says, Patriot Games is a reality show designed to bring listeners up to speed on what's happening behind the scenes. Uh, we talked about the pit and the friends who made it the pit. Believe it or not, Lance and George, two great friends met at the pit. We talked about True the Vote, Love Your Country, Protect Your Vote, TrueTheVote.org. Every aspect of American life is built on the bedrock of elections. It's indispensable, folks. And you know what? We're getting serious, serious trouble regarding all this. Anyway, our prayers are with Greg Phillips uh, and family with his cancer. And uh, True the Vote still doing a great job. And we at the CSPOA and Liberty Roundtable Live and everybody else, uh, support True the Vote 100%. We're grateful for all that they do. Without further ado, Lance Miliato with me, George Ballantine. You know them well. I've decided I'm calling them the Big Mig Bros. Welcome, sir. Hey, happy holidays to you and your listeners, Sam. Thanks so very much for having us back on the show. You know, we, we uh, the, the Big Mig Bro, we've heard that before. <laughs> and actually, every time we hear it, we laugh. We are like that. You hear us chattering behind the scenes. We're putting the shows together. We definitely act like we're brothers. <laughs> George, what's going on, bro? Good morning, Lance. Good morning, Sam. Good morning, listeners. Um, Merry Christmas. Um, wishing everyone a safe and healthy Happy New Year. You know, Sam, you brought up um, some quick uh, memories. And, you know, I just spoke to Greg Phillips the other day to wish him and his family Merry Christmas. And, it, you know, it hurts to hear what he's going through. It's sad. Mm. But he's a fighter and, you know, Always keep them in our prayers. Amen. But the big, big bros. There you go. All right. We've yeah. got a lot to cover today on the show. Before we do, though, I want to talk about a couple of quick sponsors uh, for the Big Mig Show. Lance? Yeah, we always appreciate our sponsors, and thanks for letting us give them a shout-out. Uh, seaofmud.com, patriotic apparel for the whole family, and lots more. We recommend you get over there. They've got a big giveaway going on. For every dollar you spend, you get one entry, and I think it ends New Year's uh, Day. Is that correct, George? New Year's Eve? New Year's Day? Uh, believe New Year's Day, uh, Lance. 
Yeah, so for every dollar spent, you get an entry. They're giving over $1,000 away in prizes, a first, second, and third prize. Some great stuff, including an autographed bottle of John Rich's uh, whiskey, which I think is really amazing. Uh, listen, also, other other great sponsor of ours is Beard Vet Coffee. Patriotic company, America first, uh, veteran-owned, and unbelievable pricing. 12-ounce bag for twelve ninety They're running lots of holiday specials right through New Year's. He's also got a subscription that's a great last-minute gift in case you miss somebody on your list. That's BeardVet.com. Head over there right now, get something, and we appreciate their support as always. All right, and there you have it. Just so you guys know, though, I don't drink alcohol or coffee, but for those who do, there you go. Tip of the spear, ladies and gentlemen. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people things that they don't want to hear. With that, our guest, you can do the introductions, Lance. Yeah, we're so appreciative. Dave Williams, who is the current GOP chairman in Colorado, and you know that's a battle state right now with the Trump primary removal, and I want to call it the illegal removal. Dave, prior to being the chairman, uh, is was a Colorado state representative, so he is very familiar with the actions of Colorado and Jenna Griswold. He's a leading conservative fighter, uh, listen, pro-life and pro-Second Amendment, both of those 100%. He's never voted for a tax or spending increase. He believes there's a corrupt establishment and in both parties. And I got to tell you, I agree with him on that 100%. He came from a military family, so he understands hard worth and the ethics required as he, as he traveled the country with his family. Um, listen, he's had several leadership capacities in small business and local politics. Uh, he was the vice chairman of El Paso County Republican Party. And uh, he, he's always showed a steadfast commitment. And I got to tell you, this is a guy that puts his money where his mouth is. He has been in the fight since I've known him, which is quite a bit of time now. And I appreciate him joining us today. Dave, thank you so very much for joining the show. We really appreciate you. And the fight you're in in Colorado is serious. The struggle is real. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me, Lance. By the way, just a quick shout-out, though, too. Uh, he's got a wife. He met her in high school. They became college sweethearts, got married. Third kid on the way. Congratulations to your family, and welcome, Dave. Yeah, you bet. Again, thanks for having me, Sam. All right, there's so much to cover, so little time. Let's just dig right into it. Um, I guess it just came out that Trump can, yes, he can, stay on the Michigan ballot. State's top court folks rule that's according to the New York Times. Now, that's very interesting because if Colorado says that he can't and Michigan says that he can, it's now a guaranteed Supreme Court discussion. The Supreme Court tried to kind of put it off and delay that, but now they're going to be forced to deal with it. Dave, your response. Yeah, the Michigan Supreme Court got it right. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, what they had put out, they correctly you know, understood that that court, that jurisdiction was not the proper place for them to be deciding a novel, complex, you know, legal theory that had been cooked up by, you know, crybaby leftists who don't like Donald Trump. Uh, they they dismissed it, you know, that, that pure and simple. And that's what should have happened here in Colorado from the start. But unfortunately, you know, the, the folks that brought the lawsuit understood that Colorado was probably the best place they could have brought this challenge. And uh, ultimately, they were right. They're cherry picking, no doubt. They're also now um, manipulating uh, the media, is manipulating the people on this issue big time. 
Um, I guess the police say, for example, they're increasing security at homes of, quote, state of Colorado Supreme Court justices because, you know what, that's a problem and they're, you know, in danger. Mike Lachance writes for the Gateway Pundit, but there's a soundbite on this from CNN where they literally admit they're ratcheting up all this protection, but there's not even a credible threat on the table. Here's the soundbite. The Denver police did have to respond um, to what they said was a hoax report at one of the justices' residences. No specific threats to the justices uh, in those forums, from what we understand. So no specific threats at this time that are requiring law enforcement to make arrests. Those are very non-specific threats at this time. There has also been generally law enforcement looking into the discussion about these justices on online forums, particularly. Uh, some general discussion among extremists uh, and people who are pro-Trump. So you got this modicum of uh, she wants to be credible, so she's trying to kind of tell the truth, but yet she knows what her marching orders are, and she doesn't know what to do, Dave. <laughs> yeah, this is what the left does all the time. They they make up crap. They 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 think that if they can put out a false narrative and repeat it, uh, long enough that we're going to buy it. Uh, there, the truth is, there are no credible threats. There are, there's no reason to believe that the justices are in danger, and they want to just do this to discredit the other side, who is upset. You know, in, in this case, it's the American public. I think the American public is upset that they're trying to remove the leading Republican contender from the ballot uh, because if he squares off against Joe Biden in November, Joe Biden's going to be going to be looking for a new job or going off into retirement. Now, the reason why this is, though, is because, look, liberals do this kind of mayhem. Liberals break the law and get out of control and get all crazy and stuff like that. Conservatives don't. Now, I'm not saying there's never an exception, but for the most part, conservatives just don't go ballistic and crazy out there and riot and just rage and, you know, tear things apart and destroy. Uh, they believe in life, liberty, and property, Dave. That's kind of the cornerstone of, of what really matters here that, that the people need to understand. There's no credible threats at all, but they're making this all up. Yeah, I mean, look. Obviously, violence against the justices or anyone is unacceptable. But of course, at the end of the day, nothing. At the end of the day, nothing is really going on. This is all security theater. This is all a way to, you know, be to have their side seem sympathetic uh, because they know ultimately that what they did was wrong. That's why they they stayed their order in Colorado because they knew it would would likely go to the Supreme Court and get overturned in some you know way, shape, or form. At least we hope. Now, other states like California are trying to follow George uh, because they think that they might be able to just kind of fill the wake there. Uh, but again, it's a losing strategy here, though. This is Clown Show 101. There's not even more than an accusation uh, that Trump led an insurrection. There's no charges filed of any kind. This is like psychotic, George. This is a kangaroo court, um, Sam. So if you look... Um, New Hampshire didn't didn't pass through. Even California, it's not going to happen. Only the little um, state of Colorado is letting this um, happen. Why? Because you have more liberal justices. But if you look, when we had the Supreme Court, SCOTUS, when they were deciding on um, Roe versus Wade, you had so many threats. They were they were in front of the um, conservative justices' houses, and they didn't didn't get no protection. Nothing. This is only for liberals. And, and, and they you literally get... had, hold on, you literally had congressmen and senators 
leading the hostile charges. True, and and nothing happened to them, and it's against the law. It's against the law to um, protest or be in front of uh, Scotus House. Um, so they don't do nothing. If you're a liberal judge, or if you're a liberal, you'll get protection. And this is out of um, the Democrats' playbook, by the way, Sam. This making up stories. It's just with the mainstream media, what they do. And then when you have that kind of backing, they can, they can get away with it because it's all a collaborated effort to just keep putting it out there. And, and unfortunately, some people are going to believe it, but a lot of people are waking up to it and not believing it. And it's a sad day that this has happened and it has to go to the Supreme Court in order to um, shed the light. Is damage well, been done Jim by this? Hoft. This takes Jim Hoff, really, though, to kind of expose CNN, because if you just hear the pieces on CNN at first, you kind of don't understand what she's saying, because they say, oh, there's credible threats, the cops are looking into this, the cops are on high alert, Denver police say they're increasing security, and then she basically has to say, but there's no credible threats. There are none. We're even scouring the web for them, and we can't find them, uh, Lance. I mean, this is just insanity. You know... I am tired of these created and, and, you know, fomented, organized narratives. They do it over and over again, Sam. The terrible part is there's still lots of Americans that believe it. We see it, whether it's mainstream media or social media. You see it start. You know, they'll have one person start talking. Oh, my God, there's a credible threat. Oh, my gosh, look over here. We're talking about the credible threat. And, in fact, there are no credible threats, but that's what they do, right? They have to control the narrative. That's why they're so upset about Elon Musk and what he's doing with the platform. They lost control of that, and that was a big sounding board for them. The continued lies just make me sick. I just am tired of it. I don't want to see it anymore. And I think there has to be consequences for the lies, you know, Sam? Well, that's, that's true. We're not seeing any consequences yet, Dave, but are we going to, you think? Uh. You know, it's a it's a great question. I I couldn't tell you what the future holds and how these guys are going to be held accountable or there's going to be any political consequences for them. But what I do know is that I think the Supreme Court is uh, if, first off, they're, I think they're going to be well protected. Um, at least the Colorado Supreme Court justices. I don't know about the conservative ones on on the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, I think all, ultimately... all the Supreme Court, all the court justices should be protected and. And nobody yeah. should rage and riot against the machine and break the law, folks. We all support accountability here, right? Let's be very clear about who we are and what we stand for, Dave. Sure, of course. Of course we do. But there is a two-tiered justice system in this country where conservatives get the shaft uh, more often than not, and liberals get the benefit of the doubt. They get all the all the praise from the mainstream media, and it, it's just unfair. And so hopefully, yeah, the law will be equal equally applied and there be no need for anyone to be worried about violence against themselves so all right there you have it um speaking of the points that are made ladies and gentlemen after months of silence now stuart rhodes surfaces from prison he calls jim hoft at the gateway pundit he tells us that the biden regime is now sending J6 prisoners to mental institutions to keep them from talking. So this is kind of what we're talking about here. They're getting to the point where too much information is coming out. Okay, and I'll, and I'll give you a quick example about Ammon Bundy. You know, he went to Oregon, uh, and the jury said guilty of nothing. And then they literally tased Ammon Bundy's 
lawyer, his name was Marcus Mumford, in court. They tased him in court because he said, let my client go now. No, they didn't let him go. They tased his attorney in court even after the jury said guilty of nothing, and they extradited Ammon Bundy to Nevada. They then forced him to serve in jail for two years. And at the end of that, the judge said that the government was so criminal, they withheld exculpatory evidence and everything else. It was so bad that they just, you know, threw the case. Let Ammon go free guilty of nothing. Now, they didn't do that. A lot of uh, folks are clapping their hands saying, good, I'm glad Bundy won. I'm glad Ammon Bundy's free, no doubt. But he didn't win because what they really did is they threw the case so they could bottle up all the evidence and lock it up and classify it and, and gag order everybody and everything else. And so, yeah, the case is over and Ammon walks free. But nobody, all that information was coming out about FBI uh, plants and FBI provocateurs and, and all these different government agency people that were up to no good leading these manipulations that got people in trouble in the first place. Exactly what happened at Charlottesville. Exactly what happened at January the 6th. And Ammon Bundy's case was going to expose all that stuff, so they threw the case. Well, now after months of silence, Oath Keeper Stuart Rhodes is speaking out, explaining several things. Let's go ahead and take a listen to Stuart Rhodes and Jim Hoft. Here it is from prison. All right, we'll go ahead and get that ready, Lizzie. Um, basically, the bottom line is Rhodes reminded Jim Hoft. He predicted that the Democrats were going to use the 14th Amendment to go after President Donald Trump. Stewart re- reminded two years ago he said this was going to happen. And now we're seeing this unfold exactly as Stewart said. OK, so this is the Stuart Rhodes interview with Jim Hoft. Uh, after months of silence, here it is. We have Stuart Rhodes on the line, Oath Keepers founder and president. Great to great to hear from you, Stuart. I haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, I was on that ninety day uh, phone phone restriction, but I'm uh, I'm back to good, back on the phone again. So how are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. You know, it's crazy times, but uh, you know that more than anyone. So uh, it's great to hear your voice. Well, good, good to go. I just finished a real uh, kick butt. Crossfit workout with a couple crazy Marines that are here, and I'm feeling pretty good. All right. Um, are you finding that there are some allies where you're at? Oh, yeah. I mean, almost every prisoner that I talk to here um, is a Trump supporter and is aware of, of the nonsense. And, uh, you know, I get a lot of fist bumps, actually. <laughs> uh, I, well, I'm glad to hear that because, of course, yeah. you know, we, we, we know that you didn't do anything wrong and you were just a political yeah. pawn and um, and now you sit yeah. in prison and they, they want to destroy your life. So uh, it's, it's a right. tragic American story. And uh, I'm very proud that we're able to tell it. I'm, I'm really, you know, happy every time you call, Stuart. I, you know, we want to we want to do what we can to get the truth out. And um, you've never you've never misled us not once. So anyway, thanks thanks for uh, well, I, calling back. I appreciate that. I, I hate to say it again, but remember I talked I think like last year. Actually, it's been two years now. I've been saying that they're going to try to use the Fourteenth Amendment against President Trump, and I could that was pretty clear to me from the very beginning. So um, let's talk about that. Sure. This, uh, this latest this latest decision out of the Colorado Supreme Court did not surprise me a bit. But I think a lot of people are, are just not paying attention. They, they 
are, I'll, I'll hear arguments that, well, there's no there's no justification for them ruling that, that uh, President Trump engaged in insurrection. He hasn't been charged for that in D.C. You know, and, and if, if there were any evidence of that, he would have been charged. There's no evidence for any of the charges that he's been, been hit with. None of them have any basis in fact or reality. Not one of them is legitimate. Going going so, back, yeah. by, the, by the way, Stuart, going back to the Russia collusion, which was... They started right. coming after him in 2015 and 2016. So exactly. And the, the narrative from day one, like from the night of January the sixth, was was this is Trump's fault that Trump, you know, sparked an insurrection and incited an insurrection, and uh, or even plotted to carry one out. You know, I was sued along with President Trump, uh, Oath Keepers, Proud Boys, myself as an individual, Enrique Tarrio, and a few other individuals. And both crews were sued. Uh, in three different civil suits are still pending in Washington, D.C. in front of Judge Mehta, the, the same judge that presided over my trial, you know, for the Oathkeeper trial. He's hearing three cases by members of Congress, by a group of police officers in D.C., and then also from District of Columbia itself, all alleging the same narrative that President Trump is the head of a conspiracy to attack the Capitol. And the first lawsuit was filed way back on February 16, 2021 by Benny Thompson and other members of Congress. That's been the narrative from day one. So it's not at all a surprise that, that across the country in, in these different states, they're trying to argue that President Trump uh, committed insurrection and, and is no longer eligible to run for office. And what a lot of conservatives are missing is that in Colorado, the trial court, the judge of... Uh, this call is from a federal prison. She ruled that the 14th Amendment preclusion on running for office uh, did not apply to the presidency. But she went ahead and ruled, she didn't have to, she didn't, she didn't need to, she went ahead and ruled that President Trump had engaged in insurrection. So she made a fact-finding, which, which was actually improper because she had said that the law did not apply. So the Supreme Court of Colorado picked that up, uh, kept her fact-finding that you know, supposedly he had engaged in an insurrection, and then reversed her on, on the legal question about whether the 14th Amendment applies and said that it does. That's how they arrive at their, you know, their, their uh, order to keep him off the ballot. You can't even write it in a Colorado now. But the court, you know, their logic is, is he doesn't need a criminal trial. He's had a civil trial, a bench trial, in front of a judge, and the judge has, has ruled that he did engage in insurrection. And that's going to be repeated across the country in all the different states. Um, I think anywhere you have a leftist judge, you're going to get the foregone conclusion. You're going to get uh, a judge determining that he's guilty. Same thing that happened to Coy Griffin from New Mexico. Remember the county commissioner from New Mexico? Right. He was stripped of his office as a county commissioner by the Mexico, a liberal New Mexico judge. Um, and he didn't even go inside the Capitol. He just stood outside and, and exercised his first amendment free speech. And that's all President Trump did. And that's all I did. But that doesn't matter. In the leftist world today, you exercising your free speech, if they don't like it, is now a crime. That's what they're doing is a criminalized... All right, war. go ahead and pause that. Keep that spot in the audio, by the way. Dave, before the break, let's have you respond really quick to this. Yeah, you know, the irony of it all is that the 14th Amendment, Section 3, was for uh, Confederate Democrats, you know, who, who <laughs> took up arms against the country, and now they're trying to use it against a Republican who didn't and do that as well as you know others very much like the uh, j6 prisoners political prisoners but you know the here, here's the deal I, I i think he's absolutely spot on he's 100 percent correct the 
Judge Wallace knew exactly what she was doing at the district level. She teed it up for the Colorado Supreme Court. And then, of course, four of them you know, went with it and said, hey, he needs to be removed from the ballot. And this is absurd, given the fact that he hasn't been charged nor convicted of insurrection. And Jack Smith, you know, the lead prosecutor against Trump, had every opportunity to bring those charges, and he didn't. And that tells you how bogus these claims are. If he had the goods, he would have done it, but he didn't. All right, Dave Williams with us, ladies and gentlemen. Look, he's the Colorado GOP chairman. And look, this uh, event by the Colorado court is absolutely out of line. And I think that we ought to impeach judges over criminal activity. Let's talk about that when we come back with Dave Williams in seconds. You are listening to the Big Mig Boys and Sam Bushman on Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. Weather is being blamed for a plane from Texas packed with migrants bound for New York City being forced to make an emergency landing in Philadelphia last night. More than 200 asylum seekers were on board when the flight landed at Philadelphia International. There were no reports of any injuries. Severe winter weather is continuing to create challenges. A winter storm brought snow and ice to states across the plains and upper Midwest Monday and Tuesday, with more than a foot of snow reported in parts of North Dakota. Snow and ice shut down 200 miles of a Nebraska interstate highway late Tuesday. According to the National Weather Service, there's also a marginal threat of flooding rains along the I-95 corridor in D.C., New York, and Philadelphia today. At the same time, there is little relief at the nation's airports as everyone returns from their Christmas vacation. Believe me, from now until the new year, every day is going to be an adventure. Patty Mancho from the TSA mentions that travelers should anticipate lengthy waits as this travel season has set new records. Israel is expanding its military operations into refugee camps across Gaza. On Tuesday, the Israeli military shared videos of troops and tanks entering refugee camps, claiming the settlements were being used by Hamas. Millions of Palestinians have fled northern Gaza to the central part of the region, and many are now staying in refugee camps. Meanwhile, top Israeli officials have been meeting with Biden administration officials in Washington as the U.S. urges Israel to scale back its military operation. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, however, has vowed to ratchet up strikes against Hamas in Gaza and has defied international calls for a ceasefire. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo Code 
code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each Pure Ground Burger so you can sample all the steak-on-a-bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. George Valentin, Lance Miliacho, Sam Bushman with you. Our guest today, Dave Williams, Colorado GOP chairman, doing a phenomenal job in Colorado. Uh, he's in hostile territory, that's for sure. Some would say behind enemy lines. I don't like to think of them as enemies necessarily, but the way they're behaving is destroying the country is the real problem. And that's why we point to the rule of law. That's why we point to God, family, and country, and the protection of life, liberty, and property uh, as our milestones for solutions, ladies and gentlemen. Peacefully um, is our goal. That's our attempt. That's our effort to restore the republic in the traditions of our founders and do so with restoration uh, rather than revolution. Dave Williams, right before the pause, I was mentioning that, you know, these judges, uh, they they have these nuanced ways. One group said, oh, he created an insurrection. Then another group said, oh, yeah, and therefore he can't be on the ballot and stuff. They're nuancing this and carving this up so that even if one gets overturned or back, they're giving the Supreme Court away. Uh, that that they might slice this and dice this differently than everybody thinks. You've got now two states at odds, Michigan and Colorado, for sure. Uh, that means the Supreme Court literally by law should hear it. Um, they probably will, uh, but I don't know what's going to happen, and I don't know if I can trust these judges. We seem to put too much faith in judges like they're literal gods or something these days, Dave. Yeah, we do, and you know, a couple of things I'd unpack with all that is, first off, these judges do need to be held accountable. The problem we face is that we have political leaders in the legislature specifically who don't want to actually hold them accountable. They literally have the power to impeach these people. They literally have the power to withhold uh, taxpayer funds. Uh, not not the only the screen. power, but they have the obligation when the law is broken. And these judges are breaking the law, sir. Correct. And, but yet they don't do it. And so we need to start putting good people in place who will start to hold these guys accountable because we can't have these these lifetime appointees being able to run roughshod over the Constitution or our rights. And when they do, uh, we need congressmen or state legislators to step up and, and say, hey, enough is enough. Uh, with that said, I, I do not know what the United States Supreme Court is going to do. Uh, the reason I say that is because there's this uh, Chief Justice, we all know him by the name of John Roberts. Uh, we, we think that maybe he'll give it a fair shot, but I want to remind everyone of Obamacare. That guy had the uh, chance to overturn Obamacare uh, back in, I think it was 2012 or whatever, whenever it was, and he didn't do it. And one of the things that your listeners should understand is that John Roberts is perceived uh, to have this thing about maintaining, quote, the reputation of the court so that people take it seriously. And that's that's pretty problematic. He should do justice uh, where, when justice needs to be served, and that's faithfully, you know, making opinions in line with the law, not trying to make stuff up. So I'm not 
entirely sure what's going to happen. I don't think people should well, necessarily. Well, and, and even if even if there's guidance where the court disagrees with the way that it currently stands, they don't have to just rule in favor or against. What they can really do is just say, you know what, this is so unconstitutional, Congress, you've got to go back to the drawing board. They don't have to decide and, and, and pave the way forward as if they can make law or, or, in other words, interpreting the law doesn't always mean we're going to give you a way forward. Sometimes it can mean, like with Obamacare, look, this is unconstitutional, guys. If you want to do, you're going to have to go back to the drawing board on this sucker. Okay, they could have done that with this, too. They could have said, listen, um, uh, Trump has been convicted of nothing, Lance. Let's start there. Not only has, has he been convicted of nothing, the mainstream press has been burying the truth about what Trump did and said. Yes, Sam. Never trust a man in a dress. Uh, that's how I feel about our judicial system and our judges at this time. Uh, look, look what they did on on uh, Twitter, and that was Twitter 1.0 with the Jack Dorsey communist staff. Uh, they they took a post where Trump actually a video a bike that Trump put up to sit, tell people to go home peacefully, you know, stop doing anything they were doing related to this because he wasn't sure about what was really going on because some of the misinformation he was receiving. But he went out of his way to try to stop it. And within minutes, they took that post down. You know, the, the way they're applying the law, in my opinion, is a misapplication of the law. And they're actually twisting it around. I don't believe these judges, I believe many of them are compromised at this point. You know, you've heard me say that before. We can't count on them to tell the truth or go along with. You know, the, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land. And what they're doing is twisting it around and acting as if the statutes and the code, you know, supersede the Constitution. And they do not. They're under the Constitution. And the truth is, just like we just said a few minutes ago, the 14th Amendment, this is a complete misapplication of it because they don't have another tool because on top of it, Trump didn't violate the law. You know, George, we were discussing this the other day on the show about how they continue to weaponize our judicial system and our DOJ and our FBI, this constant weaponization against conservatives. It's just not it's rules for thee, not for me over and over and over again, George. Yeah, Lance, it's, you know what, it's constantly the courts and the judges, what they're doing. So if you look at any FBI whistleblower that's come forward and it's anything that's damaging against the liberals or just against the rule of law, what, what truly is a rule of law, they silence you. Look at Emin Bundy, look at Stuart Rhodes, look at every J6er right now, and then add Trump to the mix. Anybody that does anything just to speak up and do it peacefully, they make up stuff, they'll put you behind bars. They'll, they'll suppress evidence and let you rot there. And, you know, Sam, you brought up a good point with the judges. My belief is any case where if a judge rules on a case and it gets overturned in any appellate court, that judge loses judgeship because he's not ruling on, on, um, on the Constitution and rule of law. We shouldn't have to go and waste all this time and money going to appellate courts and appellate courts. If a judge truly did his job from the, from the beginning... We wouldn't be going through a lot of this mess. People wouldn't be falsely imprisoned. But that's not the case because they have nothing ever happens. There's canon laws that they should buy two judges and they and they break them all the time. And there's no consequences. Like you said, if you're gonna go in a store and steal something and there's no consequences, you're gonna go back keep stealing. Like all these people doing in all the malls. Stealing that's just right. walking in there thirty and deep and, and they're and literally ransacking. rewarding the mobocracy going on. Is this a wake up, Dave, for Coloradoans? You know, I know it's a pretty liberal blue state and everything like that, and it, you know, no wonder they got their foothold there. But, but are even some of the liberals shocked? Because I've heard, started to hear some liberal voices speak out and go, "Wait a minute, 
you know what? This is a bridge too far. Is that what we're seeing, Dave? Yeah, we're seeing that in Colorado, but I think we're seeing it nationwide. Because truth be told, this is bigger than Donald Trump. Uh, They're literally trying to take away your ability to have free and fair elections, your ability to vote for whatever can whichever candidate you think should represent uh, in government. They're also changing the game to where we're we're barbecuing people in the court of public opinion. Trump's guilty because what public opinion says so because the media says so because the judges uh, think so. I mean, we're down this rabbit hole of convictions before even I mean, there's no due process. There's no conviction. There's no accountability. There, there's just this rambling, quote, public anger and discourse in the media and amongst the liberals themselves. They're in this echo chamber, and we stand by and watch this thing and go, have you lost your minds? And I think more and more people are waking up to that reality, Dave. Yeah, I think that's absolutely correct. Due process is a very big deal. Uh, when Joe Biden was asked, uh, I'm sure you guys saw the clip, when he was asked about it, he immediately said, hey, it's self-evident. You know, it, no, it's not. It's not self-evident that he that Donald Trump engaged in insurrection. But here they are. It is, it is self-evident that he did not, though. And why do I say that? Because there's no charges. Correct. Correct. That, that's absolutely correct. But here you go. Joe Biden using the media and working with the media to put forward this false narrative. The good news is I think it's backfiring in the American people and Coloradans are uh, seeing this for what it is. This is this is nothing more than an attempt to eliminate the competition and engage in election interference because they're afraid of losing power. All right, Stuart Rhodes and crew continue. Stuart Rhodes uh, eventually breaks disturbing news, but I want you to listen into a little bit more of this because it relates. Here it is. Stuart Rhodes. In the process, political speech, and also legal advocacy for clients. That's why you have John Eastman be in charge of Georgia, for example. So... That's the new world we live in, and it just drives me crazy to watch on Fox News, like the last acting attorney general, uh, Whitaker, you know, just they just seem clueless. They're like, oh, the people who were, were charged in the, in the Capitol uh, riot, you know, there was some basis to justify those charges, and they've all been found guilty, put in prison. But Trump hasn't been charged with insurrection or, or seditious conspiracy because there's no basis for it. That's got nothing to do with why they haven't done it yet. I think you're building a crescendo in the states first by having a bunch of different judges, different states, find that he, uh, you know, engaged in insurrection, quote unquote, and then they're going to build up to charging him federally. I think it's coming, especially wow. now that the Supreme Court is considering the, the case, a challenge to the 1512 obstruction of, of uh, official proceeding law. The I think the prosecution is even more likely to go ahead and charge him, do a superseding indictment, and charge him. With seditious conspiracy, the same thing I was charged with. I think they're going to do it. Wow. Well, all right. Uh, Go ahead and I, stop I actually, that. Oh, I, Keep your place, Liz. So there you have it, Dave. Stuart Rhodes is predicting and saying, look, they called me a seditious conspiracy person because I was there saying I'm supporting the president. If he needs me, I'm here. Uh, obviously, Trump didn't call on him, so he did nothing. He didn't even go into the Capitol. But he's got 18 years for seditious conspiracy. Uh, is that where they're going to take this thing with Donald? They're going to say, okay, fine, whatever, um, uh, maybe not uh, treason, maybe not whatever, but we're going to – because it seems like what they start when they, when, they, when they prosecute people that aren't guilty, what they do is they start with a certain item. He walks down the escalator, and they say, this guy's a bad guy. And then they say Russian collusion. And now we're on to, like, the 56th item. Uh, and, and it's going to continue to morph. Do you think Stuart Rhodes is right? Are we going to see this eventually? Hey, um, you know, there's this conspiracy charge they're going to 
put on them because that's a lot easier to make stick than an insurrection charge because insurrection literally has legal definition and meaning and the other is quite vague when you talk about conspiracy and who led what and the bar's a lot lower dave yeah i wouldn't be surprised i mean look that's that's the road we're headed down uh these guys when they're when it's not working they double down right i mean they've done all sorts of things through lawfare against donald trump and it's just not sticking it's not working and uh, he's just gaining in more popularity, so I wouldn't be surprised if, yeah, they go that far because they're desperate. They do not want Donald Trump back in that White House because if he's back in there, look out. The deep state is going to have a day of reckoning. So, yeah, I think he's probably he's probably spot on. And, Lance, they even manipulate it further, and they say you can either have um, you know peace if you select a Democrat or you can have the revenge campaign if you choose the Donald. Um, accountability to them is revenge. Yeah, I mean, they don't want to believe in any way that, uh, and of course, they don't want to allow the public in any way to know what the real truth is, right? They want to call it revenge. But at the end of the day, when Donald Trump talks about cleaning out the deep state, it's because we've got corruption on both sides of the aisle. And the truth is, what's going on in Washington, D.C., if you, myself, Dave or George did it, we'd be sitting inside, uh, you know, the supermax. Uh, prison. You know, that that's their plan. That's what they want. They only want full compliance. And, and otherwise, uh, you're going to pay the consequences if you don't go along with what their narrative and what their lies are, uh, Sam. Right. Here's a little bit more from Stuart Rhodes. Then we'll be done with this. But this is important. Go ahead, Liz. I hope you're wrong about that. But, you know, it, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, were you surprised that the Supreme Court picked up that 1512 charge case? application, a misapplication of law, as has been said by, by many, you know, brilliant legal minds around the country. So I'm, I'm glad they picked it up. Uh, it's a good sign. I hope, you know, you fingers crossed and, and pray, pray to God that the Supreme Court does the right thing. But I'll remind everybody that they did not do the right thing in 2020 when Texas, when the Attorney General of Texas, you know, Ken Paxton, right. sued, sued Pennsylvania, when Texas sued Pennsylvania, that's under the Supreme Court's original jurisdiction, but one state sues another. You don't have to go to a district court judge. You go straight to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court you know, did not do its duty, you know, like they had done back in, you know, Bush v. Gore in 2000. They should have heard that case and decided it because the challenge was that Pennsylvania was violating Article Two of the Constitution, and it was joined by, I believe, 23 other states. So they should have, should have settled it right then. This call is from a federal prison. Because they didn't do it, they threw us into this crisis. That's, what, that's, that's, that's where this all got started. You're, you're absolutely right. There was no all right, reason. Go ahead and stop it there. Keep track of your time again. Thank you, Liz. So, Dave, that, the point that he's making is, look, they're cherry-picking these appellate judges to try to get momentum on their side, even when it violates the law. When 23 states join Texas and sue another state saying you've got election problems, how do you say there's no election problems just to have a, some appellate court somewhere dismiss it? That's a clear Supreme Court reality check. There's no stops along the way. Stuart Rhodes is right about that, too. Yeah, he's not wrong at all. I remember that. And Ken Paxson, God bless him, was trying to do uh, you know, the Lord's work as far as I'm concerned. The, the problem Amen. gets back to these judges. The problem is uh, these judges, I think everyone needs to understand that judges, they're politicians too. The only difference is they wear black robes. And they, uh, you know, a lot of them are appointed as opposed to elected. But at the end of the day, they're concerned with the same things that any other politician is concerned about. They just happen to 
wrap it up in legalese and long dissertations and opinions. Uh, look, if we're going to succeed in this country, we got to start electing good people who are going to hold these these judges accountable and start uh, bringing justice to a, a situation where they they they're not they're not uh, accountable. And let's be clear, George, this is not a revenge campaign. This is an accountability. We are going to uphold the rule of law campaign, is it not? Yes, it is, Sam. But you know, we've always talk and live by the rule of law and the other side is not so much. I'm going to just leave it plainly. My concern is I think the other side is trying to do anything they can to get people angry and take arms or do whatever it is just to make us look bad before the elections. And they're just going to come up with keep with um, these kangaroo decisions to um, just manipulate people and get us and get us angry, Sam, because they want they want something worse than J six. J six is kind of backfired on them, and they're looking to do something to conservatives, where they can actually just shut us down completely. Well, because they're not winning, no matter all hours of the video. Kevin promised it, never delivered. Now, MAGA Mike Johnson's promised more. Hopefully, we really get it. But everybody that I talk to, the scene footage, they say all we're gonna do is we see it on a government computer. Uh, and we don't really get control of the video to see what was spliced or cut or done or this and that. We don't get the whole thing. We get part of it. And then we hear, well, he's going to release 95% of it, but 5% we can't because there's national security concerns. Look, folks, if there's 40,000 hours of video, to use a round number, 5% of that is what? 2,000 hours? Okay. So, uh, folks, they can cover up anything they want to unless we can really get the real goods and tell the real story. We're going to always be snookered on this thing with judges that just throw people in jail without charges, judges that make these accusations, judges that reinvent the law uh, at a whim. Um, they need to be impeached, Lance. These judges need to be stopped. The courts were supposed to be the weakest branch of government, according to the founding fathers, not the gods, the kings, the strongest branch. and Nobody can dissent from them whatsoever. That's not how the checks and balances were intended to work, my friend. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, you know, my belief is that we've got a judiciary that can't be trusted. Uh, they don't leave their politics at the door. It's obvious. And who knows how many of them are compromised. And it always leads back to this to me. With things like sovereign immunity, Sam, there's no accountability. The judiciary has to face the consequences of their misapplication of the law and all, everything else they're doing. At the end of the day, when you have a government that believes they are above the law, and that includes all branches of our government, that's the issue. They continue to violate and abuse the system to their own benefit, whether it's their political agenda or whether it's their personal benefit. Uh, and, and, and that's really the problem, right? Because if any of us did it, we'd be facing dire consequences. We'd be facing, uh, you no know, doubt. sealed grand juries and indictments, Sam. Well, and what I find interesting about this is while they go ahead and break the law, while the judges become activists from the bench, while they literally try to convict people in the court of public opinion without backing of law or facts or appropriate due process or speedy trials or allowing people to um, uh, subpoena for evidence, in other words, have discovery, etc. Uh, when they when they tell these one-sided stories and do what they're doing, the biggest one-sided story that they're telling now is that, you know what, Stuart Rhodes is already in prison. 
Donald Trump isn't in prison yet, but he needs to be. Sam Bushman needs to be in prison. Lance Miliacho needs to be in prison. George Ballantine, really, I mean, he needs to be. Dave Williams, uh, this guy's got to be. They're really coming for us all. Um, if they can't kill us, they'll put us in jail. And if they can't do either of those, they'll lawfare us to death, Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're the ones that are, I, first, I think that's right. That's absolutely correct. They're going to do everything they can to make us suffer so we so we quit. Um, but you know, one thing that I really want to point out, because it really irks me, uh, because the media doesn't want to report on it, they falsely claim that Donald Trump incited violence and things of that nature, but we just had video evidence come out that the Capitol Police were, uh, were, inc- they were instigating violence against a, uh, an otherwise peaceful crowd. They were shooting tear gas they were shooting rubber bullets into that crowd they were and they were ordered by i don't know probably nancy pelosi but whoever was pulling the strings because i think well and and that's where we need discovery and connecting the dots to make your point when you say whoever's pulling the strings is because we don't have due process and discovery like we need or else we would know those things yeah i i think that's right i mean that's that's the big problem we face especially when the deep state controls all the evidence but I, I, I want to I touch on that. George, I think George, what he said earlier was right. They are always trying to, to rile us up so that they could get some sort of uh, J6 moment uh, that helps push their false narrative so they can maintain power. We can't let them do that uh, or get away with it, and that's why we got to elect great people like Ken Paxson or Donald Trump or others who are going to stand up to these, these crooked guys. Or Dave Williams kind of guys, or maybe we can get Lance to run for office or something like that, huh, Lance? Oh, we'll try to get Lance back. Maybe we can get George to run for office. George? Um, uh, I don't know. You know what, Sam? I never really cared for running for office, but at this point in time, the hell with it. I'll do it just to clean stuff up because it's it's too much. You know, they couldn't handle a person like me because I'm too very blunt, and I'm just going to say how it is. I don't sugarcoat nothing. I'm, it's the old story. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear, what not what you want to hear. And if people can handle that, put me in office. I got you. I'll do it. I'll do what needs to be done. And, you know, Dave, I, we always talk about this. Sam, we always talk about this. We, You know, when Trump gets in, if he gets in, it's a, if, it's a big if or when. Because still our elections are something to be sought after and needs to be fixed. And when Trump wins or if he wins, I hope and praise to God that he does clean everything up. Because if he doesn't, We'll be at a. We'll we'll still be where we're at, heading towards socialism, America or communist America. Is that because that's what's going on right now? It's a, we're getting a little taste of what's what's really going to happen by throwing people legally in jail. Predict, you're right about that, George. So, Dave, I don't understand how they can claim that Trump did commit an insurrection. You've got one group that said that, then you had the Colorado Supreme Court say that too. The Colorado Supreme Court said therefore he shouldn't be able to be on the ballot according to you know Article 14, Section 3 or whatever. Uh, But they both have said, and even Joe Biden has said, of course, he committed an insurrection. The problem is Trump has not been charged with insurrection or suspicious conspiracy because there's no basis for it. They had, as you mentioned at the start of the show, they had that opportunity. And I want to finish with reminding listeners this. There's not even any charges of this. How do you say he's guilty of that with a straight face? 
If you're a judge, you know that's not even possible from a factual point of view, Dave. Yeah, I, I think that's right. Look, the only the only political party or political actors who have experience with inciting insurrections are Democrats. They did it back in 1860s. They they are the ones that we need to discredit and get out of office because ultimately they don't care about the American people. They care about themselves, enriching themselves at our expense, or worse, giving you know power and money to their special interest buddies. These guys are crooked, and they're going to do everything they can to project you know, what they're doing out of their competition. And if we're going to succeed, we have to ignore them and we have to tell the truth boldly and loudly uh, to our neighbors and our community because there's a lot of Americans who do not know. They, you know, they're living their lives and they see these headlines or these sound bites and they kind of take it at face value, not knowing that they're being played, that they're, they're all, there are false flag operations going against them. These, these, these crooks are gaslighting them and trying to convince them that you know we're the bad guys and we're not we're just trying to get our country back so we can live the lives we want to live without being encumbered by an overbearing tyrannical government now i mentioned that they're going to try to put us in jail or kill us or whatever they can do but they've gone to a new tactic Stuart rhodes then broke this disturbing news with jim hoft the biden regime is now sending oath keepers uh, and supposed J6 insurrectionists to mental institutions so they don't talk. Uh, the attorney for the Oath Keepers, named Kelly Sorrell, uh, they sent her to a mental hospital to keep her quiet. Now listen, they say she's not even mentally stable enough to stand trial. This is an attorney. This is a person who spent hours and hours and hours talking to the prosecution and talking to the government about what happened on January 6th, et cetera. Um, Stewart just simply says this, why don't we release those recordings? But now they're starting to look at mental institutions for people like me and you, Dave. <laughs> yeah, the, it, it makes sense, right? Because if we're not fit to stand trial, at least in their eyes, then we don't get to uh, tell our side of it. We don't get to demand discovery. We don't get to cross-examine. Uh, I mean, it's this, you there can't is even do an interview from jail on the mental institution, buddy. Right. I look. I for those of you who don't think conspiracies uh, do happen, just just look with your eyes on what's occurring. Uh, when we're talking about money and power, yes, there are going to be a group of folks that work together in a coordinated fashion uh, to maintain what they have and to stop us from holding them accountable. Lance, announce your advertisers. Go. Yeah, I, you know, at, at the end of the day, we saw this just recently. Uh... Uh-oh. All right, we'll try to get Lance back. Ladies and gentlemen, hour one in the can. Dave Williams has kindly agreed to stay with us. He's the Colorado GOP chairman, uh, and he's a family man, a strong ally of Donald Trump, and he's shocked and chagrined about what's happening in Colorado, but... We're hoping for the truth to set us free, huh? Hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I am Sam Bushman with the big MIG boys, Lance Miliacho and George Ballantine with me and Dave Williams. God save the Republic of the United States of America.